Welcome back to Hire Everybody. The podcast with a brand new intro. The podcast where we gather wicked stories from the job market and have experts show us how to succeed in it. Because we've all been there, haven't we? It's time to get unstuck. It's time to make some change. It's time to lead. It's time to hit that funky beat. Thumbs up. <laughs> Tom, did we seriously just take a month off? Yes, dear. I mean, look at us. So tanned. Crispy. Beautified. Snackified. Gorgeous. Ravishing. Godlike. I think that's quite enough of that. Okay. This August of 2021 is an extra special month on the Higher Career Podcast, isn't it, Nikki? Yes, we're totally breaking rank. And not bringing you closer to your dream industry. Instead, bringing you closer to attaining the skills to puzzle your dream industry out for yourself. We are calling it the month of skill. We have side hustlers, rule breakers, fear conquerors and admired leader makers for you all. Kicking us off today is the queen of Instagram herself, Francesca Littler, founder of The Boss Queen Academy. A small independent shop coaching coaches to set their own businesses online. The best thing, she just built this entire shop from scratch in between her bachelor's and master's to make some cash on the side. I mean, talk about breaking the rules. Yes, let's go get it. We've got Francesca in the building. I am stoked. <laughs> yes, we are, Tom. Absolutely. Thank you, Francesca, for joining us. Um, as usual, if you've all been watching, listening, watching, listening to our show, <laughs> we always ask our guests to give us a bit of an elevator pitch going up a nice tall building. So, Francesca, you're in England, right? So let's think of a nice building in London that you can go up the elevator and you can tell us your story. Um, where where can we go? Where can we go? The Shard? Shard, maybe? yeah. That's what yeah I was okay, say. let's do the Shard. Let's go. Off you go. Cool, thanks. So, uh, yeah, like I said, my name is Francesca. So, I am a 22 year old. Uh, I graduated last year and decided to take this massive leap into the unknown and just start something completely new. Um, so, I started coaching online and everything moved forward. It went really well. I loved it. And so, I pivoted at the start of this year and now I do business and mindset coaching and I help new female coaches to build their businesses and like I said I absolutely love it I'm so passionate about it and seeing the results that people get is just the best feeling in the world okay that is the best elevator pitch that we've had today <laughs> well right done to mm-hmm. succinct unlike me um <laughs> this is just delicious you know I mean we found each other on Instagram obviously which is the yeah. you know I'm obviously I love everybody who's following us on Instagram and actually doing the gram it took some getting used to so I'm stealing from your concepts all the time just FYI um, uh, now so, you're addicted as well Tom mm, I'm addicted to succeeding on it yes <laughs> and the followers the followers the algorithm but um so Francesca you know this because we've informed you about this um, from the beginning and our audience also knows this that you are going to withhold some of your sort of secret um, magical sparks and fairy dust your top tips as to what people can do if they want to get started in this world or um you know get go off the beaten track a little bit and break the rules of uh you know bachelor master work family and then you know slowly retirement um until the end of the show so stay tuned everybody francesca's tips are piping hot but 
let's get right into it. And we'll unpack your story and why it is so great and encouraging in just a second. But maybe let's start at the very beginning. What motivated you to create the Boss Queen Academy, which is your business? And what are you trying to achieve with and for your clients? Yeah, so the main reason I created it was because I really want to show people that anyone is capable of running a successful business, regardless of their age, their experience, or basically anything else. Really, anyone is capable of it. And when I started coaching originally, I was doing confidence and well-being coaching, but I knew absolutely nothing about running a business when I started that. And I Mm. didn't really believe that I could ever make it work. And I'm not going to lie, it was definitely difficult and it was a tough process to build that up, but I didn't stop doing it. I never gave up on it and I kept learning as I went along and pushing myself to improve my skills and learn new skills. And now I support other women to do exactly that. That's amazing. That's so cool. I I really want to know more as well. But before we go out there and tell everybody, go and build your business online, because you make it look so easy. And obviously, it's not wasn't that easy, but it do make it look quite easy. So tell us a bit more about your day to day, what goes into creating and running your business? And what sort of skills do you need to do it yourself? Um, Design, branding, sales, and more. So can you break it down a little bit more? Give us some examples? Yeah, for sure. So There's definitely a lot that goes into it and my day-to-day does vary quite a lot, but I try to keep to a general weekly structure. So I'll usually have about one day a week where I'm doing content creation and planning. Um, I have one day that's entirely for outreach, so I'll just spend the whole day finding leads, reaching out to people, having conversations and building those relationships. I definitely think that's a really key skill as well is one, having the confidence to just reach out to people and accept the fact that some people are just going to blank you or, you know, never apply. And mm. being able to deal with that is a really important skill because realistically, not everyone's going to be interested in what you're offering. Um, but I also like to add in new things here and there, you know, in my day to day so that it keeps it um, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I love doing, you know, Uh, collaborations like this one and other ones I just did a joint live earlier today and so doing things like that really helps to keep interesting keep connecting with new people and it keeps it exciting (laughs) which is such a critical point about launching a business you know we are in quite a similar situation the part our podcast is still quite new I've recently left my very cushy job in the private sector um and it's it's an interesting emotional roller coaster because you're so excited about it in the beginning and then there comes a point where nothing seems to be moving although you've danced all of the dance moves um but then it just becomes a matter of time and knocking on the right door at the right time so i find this very encouraging um story so i cannot help you know i pointed out my end of this bargain a little bit but i can't help but wonder what are some of the struggles that you've experienced obviously getting a no um, is one of them, but along the way. So for anybody out there that is thinking of, you know, maybe starting a side hustle or becoming a full-time entrepreneur, anybody that might feel stuck in their job and just wants to start experimenting with alternative income streams, you know, what can you warn them about? What are some of the things that will definitely come your way if you do this, how, no matter how worth it's going to be in the end? Yeah, so like anything, when you try something new, there's always challenges and setbacks. Um, and it's more how you deal with those things that determines whether you succeed or not because ever, like you're definitely going to face something so mm. I'd say one of the biggest challenges that I faced was just feeling completely overwhelmed because when I started like I said I really knew nothing about running a business and I think I underestimated how many different tasks and different hats you have to wear I guess how many different jobs you do when you're running a business by yourself 
Mm. Um, and it definitely can feel overwhelming because there's so much to learn and it's difficult to know what to focus on first. And a lot of people fall into the trap of uh, trying to do too much too early and just be showing up on every platform and do all the mm. things that you see everyone else doing. And mm. I think the key with that is to really take it a step at a time. So when you're setting up social media accounts, start with one. And then when you feel comfortable with that, then you add in another one, mm. and, you know, add things in one at a time rather than just doing everything because it, it can get very overwhelming because there's so much to learn. I love how you just mentioned that because I used to work in digital social media with my former job at International Hockey Federation and literally I started off like that but everyone was like we need to go on everything we need to put everything everywhere I was yeah. like no <laughs> we need to focus make sure that we have you know we go to where our audience is as well because you know there's always differences on what what target it is what you know the age groups and where people are and you know suddenly like whatever it was Snapchat came we're like let's get Snapchat I was like we just like built our audience on one channel you know or two channels let's try and fi figure that out as well you know make sure that we're consistent there because as you said what you can do is you can end up having four or five different channels and then you're not consistent in your content and then people lose interest right so I think that's a really good point thank you for bringing that up especially when we're talking about a lot of your business is on social and we met on Instagram as well so that's a great point. Um, on the flip side of that, I just wanted to ask you as well, what are some of the unique rewards you've experienced by working one-on-one? -on -one? So not with groups of people, but literally one-on-one -on -one with your clients and having built this all up on your own. What are the, some of the re great rewards you've had already? Yeah, so it's, it's very empowering to really take a step back sometimes and just think about how far I've come. So, you know, like I've said, like I knew nothing when I started and knowing where you started and what you've built is an amazing feeling and to really realize how much you've done by yourself is yeah it's very rewarding but the biggest reward for me is really seeing transformation in my clients but it's both in terms of business results and more in terms of them as a person because a lot of my clients are very lacking in confidence when they come to me and it holds them back a lot and they feel very scared to take big steps forward. And seeing them shift from that to a person who truly believes that they can reach their huge, ambitious goals and starting to see real progress towards them is just the best feeling in the world. I love it. But me too. So the interesting thing is that a lot of people have this untapped potential. You know, somebody, when we spoke before this, um, before we recorded this episode, Francesca, you also told me that one of my, you know, passions and one of my gifts in life that I can help people feel empowered and capable and you've taken that and recognized it and uh, made it into a business to your earlier point I think if people realize what is this innate gift that they seem to be able to share with people um, and monetize it a it's not evil b it gives you independence and the rewards feel very authentic and true because it's your own gig you know so I think it's a really really cool point so let's bridge into the next segment of today, which is also the title of this episode, which is about breaking the rules. Um, I don't want to dive too much into the first question that I had here because you've mentioned it already, but maybe as a quick recap, um, in case people sort of glitched over or the coffee you and the audience missed this point. Francesca has concluded her bachelor's and was on her way to her master's degree um, and then said, you know what, I'm actually going to fill this time with something else. Let me just try and launch a business and see where this ends up. And I think it is the most encouraging story that I've ever heard out there about 
it can be worth it to just liberate your minds, to get off the beaten track, to not just think work, money, and the pension and retirement. There's more to life, even if you're happy where you are. Just have a think and take this story as encouragement. Um, but with that, I wanted to pass over to Nikki because we have a sneaky little spreadsheet where we prep some of the questions and hers is delicious. <laughs> My question about uh, about careers and having, you know, a generation where, yeah, we normally go through that, right? We go, most of our listeners will probably be wedged in their career or, or generations where you have maybe two, three jobs um, throughout a lifetime, but it's completely changing now and things are becoming a lot more jiggy and diversifying and getting different income streams. So I think that's kind of what you're talking about there, Tom, is mm. like, okay, you don't have to maybe finish your full university master's degree you can also do other things and have different income streams as well which is obviously necessary when you're a student but also when you just come out of university you need to start earning money so being as young as you are Francesca um how how do your peers think about that because obviously you haven't gone the usual route you went to university finished went to college or went to work you've been quite different so what do your peers think of that yeah, uh, honestly, most of my friends and everything are very supportive of it. But I would say it's still quite an unusual path to take, certainly in my circle of friends, because it's so common. Like all of us have been told pretty much our whole lives to follow the, I want to say, the standard path. Like, you know, you go to school and you go to uni and then you get a job, you work in a nine to five and you gradually work your way up. And that's pretty much what we're told when we're young and we're just brought up with the idea of that's what we should do. Um, and I think it it's starting now to become more accepted that that's not the only way to do things. Mm-hmm. And I really think we should be more educated about it because there's so many more options out there now than there used to be, especially with the online space that we have mm-hmm. now, the opportunities that we have are a lot broader and it doesn't have to be that everyone fits into this like that's one standard path that we go through and I think it's important to acknowledge that and to really open up the options for people just by sharing what's out there you know what's available and for people to really feel like it's an option because I feel like for one thing most people don't know enough about it as (laughs) as an area that they could go into but secondly Mm -hmm. People are very scared of trying something new Mm. in case it doesn't work out and they waste time or money. But I think sometimes you just have to do something a little bit crazy in order to discover yourself (laughs) and learn what's best for you because you don't always know unless you try. Yeah, and I think you're, you're sorry, Tom, I'm jumping in on your, your part here, but I think your generation, Francesca, like much younger than me anyway, um, Tom, you're a bit closer, <laughs> definitely much younger than me. Um, it's much more about that, like people are just like, no, actually, I'm going to like run my business on Instagram or you've got influencers much bigger than, you know, they're the kind of new generation of, of millionaires and, and billionaires, some of them even going to be eventually. Um, and, and they actually just went, no, you know what, I'm going to focus on here. I know what I can give to people I know I can sell myself I can give people what they want um and it's just it's really refreshing because like you said it's not when we were growing up it was very much go to university go to go to work and then work your way up the up there maybe change once or twice a career but that's about it um but it's completely flipped on its head which is amazing yeah and yeah I think it's just about having the confidence to do it more than anything exactly 
which is you know, the wonderful thing is that information is so readily available. So, you, you know, you have the ability to teach yes. yourself how to do this miraculous and strange thing. But complete sidebar, by the way, Nikki, thank you very much for pointing out my incredible youth. Um, I was trying to buy a one bottle of beer in the supermarket yesterday and I had my mask on and uh, the cashier was looking at me and she said, you are 16, right? And I said, thank you. Thank you. You know, thank you very much. I'm twice that age, but never mind. So, Stop lying. No, this happened. <laughs> this is not a joke. This has happened. I have an eyewitness. I'm going to write an article about it. Um, Francesca, before I hop into the next question, which is sort of, you know, how do you go into the unknown at all? I just want to point out if we have educators in our audience sitting there, you just brought such a powerful call to action. The education system, while it gives you theoretical expertise about a you know topic domain, it doesn't teach you about, you know, this 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 environment in which you can use your skills or how to even get into it and this is a job market that is becoming more and more heavily requested mm -hmm. and also um needed as you know we don't just change jobs two or three times in our lifetime but actually career paths quite often jobs fail crises happen you need to be able to stand on your own two legs and digital branding whether it is around your linkedin or your personality to become employable again or to sell something I feel mm -hmm. like you're being failed a little bit by the system that nobody is telling you that this is actually out there and how to get it. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think part of the problem is obviously the teachers that are teaching are mm. not in the same generation as the people that need to learn about it. And the students themselves are often much more aware of the online mm. industry mm -hmm. than the teachers that are teaching them. And so um, those educators need to take the time to become aware and to learn about it themselves in order to open up the opportunity to the people that are teaching. Mm. You know, whether you work in a career service center or whether you're a manager or somebody working in HR and talent acquisition, you better watch out, baby, because <laughs> people like Francesca are coming your way. And unless you can offer something competitive that is as rewarding and interesting as being your own boss on the internet, you're going to run out of juice. But let's mm -hmm. hop into the next question. Um, the delicious thing about your journey to my mind, and you know, I believe a very valuable notion for all of our listeners out there is that you show us that we can be more than just this one thing we were trained to be. Um, we can explore the unknown. And even if we have only 10% more knowledge or skill in a given subject than the next person, you know, it's often worth sharing and can actually be lucrative. And you're making money out of this thing that you taught yourself. So you created the Boss Queen Academy without any knowledge about how business or consulting works, but you puzzled it out for yourself. And I'm just really curious, how did you do it? What were some yeah. of the steps, some of the milestones that you had to take off to feel comfortable and confident? So I think the main thing to really remember in this situation is that there's always someone who knows less about a certain topic than you do. Mm. And that's why I always say that anyone can be a coach or start a business because we all have something to offer and you just have to work out what that is and share it with the people who don't yet know what you know. Um, so when you're starting something new, I think it's, there's a lot to learn, but uh, even when you've been doing it for years, there's still a lot to learn. <laughs> the key is to always be willing to continue learning and improving. So for me, a starting point was really to look at people that were already doing what I wanted to do and take inspiration and it's not that you want to copy people. It's just that you take inspiration from what they do. And mm. you don't have to reinvent everything yourself. Like if something's already working, then you can apply that to your own business. 
Um, so take bits of what people do. And like I said, you don't copy it. You adapt it to align with yourself and your own business. But the systems that they use are in place for a reason because they work. Yeah. And so I think um, realizing that you don't have to reinvent everything yourself is really key when you're starting something new that you really don't know a lot about. Um, but the other thing is just to keep going at it, you know, like uh, when you first start, it feels very overwhelming and it feels like all of your goals are so far away, but every little step that you take towards them, you want to um, write it down, you know, like keep track of how you're doing because when you look back, you'll realize that you've done a lot more and you're capable of a lot more than you thought you were. That's brilliant that you brought up the knowledge transfer because we love that, don't we, Tom? We love a bit of knowledge transfer and this is what we're doing, right, with this podcast. And I think businesses need to learn that as well. And even if it's your own business, you have to be open to share your knowledge and learn from everybody around you. And one of the best things I did as an athlete was go to play in Germany. Tom, I know you love this story Mm. because... I knew they were Olympic gold champion, gold medalists. So they had just won that. And I went the year after to to play in a club where I had three Olympic gold medalists on my team. And I went there because I was like, I need to learn from them, right? And that's what we need to do in business too. We need to be really good, but then also learn from people who are better than you. And as you also mentioned, there's also people who know less than you. So share that down then, right? So I came back to Ireland and I brought it back with me. And I think it's the same in business. We do that a lot. We try to anyway um, manage up and down, right? So you want to try and make sure that everybody's learning, um, whether you're more senior or mm. whether you're more junior, that we all sharing our knowledge because that's the only way we can move on and the only way we can be really diverse in business as well um, and also inclusive. But I think it's a really good point that you you raised there about sharing your knowledge and learning from other people. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm laughing to myself. Nikki, is this is the coveted <laughs> whippersnatcher or whatever this game is. Whippersnapper. Whippersnapper. Is that what you brought back from Germany with you? <laughs> a whippersnapper. It's a hockey move, Francesca. We mentioned it in, in another show. Um, it was hysterical, hilarious. It's. You know, Nikki just mentioned something really brilliant because our ulterior motive with this show, obviously, is we want people to come alive at their work, to have an easier time at their work, to not have 100% of their mental capacity occupied by work because we want them to be leaders and to bring their values with them to where they actually are to help actually drive change, whether this be on the whatever your cause is, whether this is on the sustainability agenda or diversity, equity and inclusion we need the workforce of today to step up and to demand change with from the employer, from the people that they are surrounded by. And I think people coming alive and doing things that matters to them mm-hmm. is going to make that a lot easier. So I am completely overwhelmed, um, Francesca, <laughs> by this entire episode. I'm just thinking back who I was um, at 22 and what I was thinking about. And I was an imbecile. So <laughs> my mind is completely blown and I just I have nothing more to say. But Nikki does. Well, I was an athlete, so I was just concentrating on that. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't thinking of setting up a business. So I'm absolutely, it's amazing. Thank you so much for being here. And, and as we promised, we you were going to give us some top tips three of them um so hopefully you you didn't give them all away during the episode but can you give us your top three tips for people to go away with directly after listening to this episode off you go absolutely so firstly if you're thinking of trying something new make sure you do some planning so brainstorm ideas of what you'd like to do so what I always suggest people do is write three lists one of them should be things you're passionate about 
One is skills that you already have. And one is skills that you'd love to learn. Mm. And then compare the three lists and any topics that appear on multiple lists, those are the ones that you want to research more and potentially go ahead with. Because that combination of something you're passionate about, something you know a bit about, but something you're also willing to learn more about, that's something that you can really push forward as a business or you know anything that you want to try that's new. Oh, it's so good. Keep going. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, secondly, uh, probably the most important thing I can tell you with any new business is to make sure you get to know your ideal client. This is something that so many people miss out. Get as specific as you can. So your ideal client is the pe- the person that you would be absolutely thrilled to work with and that would benefit most from working with you. And the key with this is to remember that your ideal client should be an earlier version of yourself. So your offer should take them on a journey that you've already been on. So when you think about it in that way, when you're trying to really get to know them and get inside their head, you want to reflect on how you were feeling when you were in their position. So write down what your struggles were, what your fears were, what you loved at the time, what you were excited about, what you hoped for, and basically any other emotion, feeling that you can think of that you were feeling at the time when you were in their position. And that's going to really help you help you to understand where they're at and how you can help them to move forward with the transformation that you're going to provide within your offer. It's so plausible. I literally, I can't, I can't keep going, please. (laughs) And the last one, but definitely not the least is probably the most important thing is to just get started. You are never going to feel hundred percent ready, no matter how much research and planning you do. So you're much better off just get started and learn as you go. So I would suggest just start with something really simple, like set up a social media account for your business. Use whatever platform you prefer. Just start with one and just start posting however often you feel comfortable posting. And just the quicker you start, the quicker you start to learn more. You learn more about one, what you enjoy, two, what you can offer and three, what people want. And when you put those three things together, that's when you're going to make more progress. So whatever position you're in, I'd encourage you to just just start, just try something, allow yourself a bit of time to really explore something that interests you, but don't put pressure on yourself. If you start with something as simple as a social media account, there's no money in that. It's just a bit of time. And so there's no risk involved. Just have fun with it. Keep learning and see where it goes. My, my, the world is not (laughs) ready for you. Uh, This was Francesca from the Boss Queen Academy, everybody. Um, We're going to leave all of her social handles um, down below. If you are interested, if you are keen, pop over to her Instagram. Um, The link to on how to get in touch with Francesca is is in her bio and in her description. Uh, I will possibly use it myself next week. So here we are. Francesca, (laughs) thank you so much for your many wisdoms. We have had an absolute blast. Thank you so much for having me. It was short but sweet. And I hope that if people have taken anything away from this episode with you is that you don't have to leave your entire life behind to start something new. It just takes a little bit of practice. And if you've got 10% more to say than anybody else, it's probably worth sharing. And in Francesca's case, even lucrative. So take heart, people. Next week on the show, we have got the one, the only Fiona Moss on the show. Previously in a very cushy sales position at Tesco and has then decided to become a coach herself, has hustled, made it work for herself, and is now soon going to live in Mexico City because she can. Dal in y'all you don't want to miss out on how she did it let's Let's go go get get it hey 